It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. Hey everybody, Wade and Ryan here, NFL in London, Wild Card Crit, where we do our critique of all the wild card games, and holy crap, Ola, it was pretty wild. <laughs> this not that, not so much wild, not so much wild. A lot of a lot of crappy games, to be perfectly honest. With you. It wasn't it wasn't a, the exciting one that we were thinking it was going to be. Unfortunately, well, it was. It was I mean, look, there were some upsets. It was, which a, were it was beat down central in a lot of games. There was quite a bit of beat down going on in that, and uh, you know, it sets us up. There's there's only four teams. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, four teams going forward. Um, so let's go through some of the games. We had Saturday, and of course we had some snow. You just want to do some of the games? Just we'll some. Do some. Yeah, we'll leave a few out. The Bears didn't play. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Mike McCarthy's kept his job. That's um, Oh, my God. Let's just talk about that. How <laughs> in the world do Jerry you Jones is getting job? senile, I guess. I don't know, man. No, I... It's truly must believe that Jerry Jones doesn't give a real shit about winning. Like, it's all just, like, a front. Like, it feels very just like if Jerry Jones would be the snake oil guy with his uh, coming into town, promising yeah. all these things to Cowboys fans. But I think it's it's him. He's the problem. He he is just too an all, like, Palpatine-like figure in, mm-hmm. the, in the organization. I think he just gets constantly coaches that he could just walk all over. Yeah. Let's them just take all the shit yeah. instead of him. And then and then just let them go for like he had Jason Garrett for nine years. Mm-hmm. Nine years. And now it's like he just lets their contract. This guy isn't serious. He as they Logan Roy said in succession, uh, he is not a serious person when it comes to winning in the NFL. I don't yeah. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying too, because it does like a Bill Belichick would not deal with that situation. He would not have that same situation that that uh, McCarthy has because he would not let Jerry Jones run yeah. all over him. Uh, Jerry Jones will ro- throw you under the bus, hit you with a bus and then buy you a bus. <laughs> you know, he, he, he's just busting it. And, and you sort of go, Oh man, what a toxic uh, kind of way to, to place to be because you're never really going to be an independent host- coach. Yeah. He'll then also come into the hospital with flowers and pull the plug. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just, once I saw that, I was just like, how can you justify that to any, any of your fans yeah. after watch, after giving up four, we can just start with that game. After giving up 48 yeah. at home to the seventh seed and making now like everyone's just in love with Jordan. Like Jordan Love was amazing that game. He was good. Um, I mean, the, the Packers shifted things around, um, but the Dallas Cowboys did not take them seriously. Like they came was, into this. They came into that game and they did not take them seriously. It was it was quite obvious. Like, oh, we're just going to come, nice win at home here. Uh, hey, everybody, uh, we can they talk were... about that one. Well, well, that was the late Sunday game, but we can start with that. The nine and eight Packers beat the Cowboys, uh, forty eight to thirty two. It was twenty seven to seven at the half. Um, you know, they were doing things that they would never do uh, when Aaron Rodgers played in that team, which was moving the ball around, lots of people in motion. You know, um, whereas Aaron Rodgers always liked to just chuck it and dunk it well Aaron Rodgers would just go off script all the time yeah. and but Jordan Love looked very Aaron Rodgers-esque like he's just got that arm strength those like off the back foot flick he of the has, and then look he made some great feet. plays I still don't trust it I still feel like eh, because he's had some I know you do <laughs> but I mean look look the, the Cowboys were not prepared for this and the 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 Packers came in and beat him up I mean Aaron Jones was looking very good in this um and the Cowboys just didn't seem to have a plan for them. Um, and when they were down, it's like, shit, what do we do? Uh, throw more interceptions. Um, it was it was also just 
the the shock of just how open every Green Bay receiver just seemed to yeah. be that game. They said Luke Musgraves had an average of nine yards of separation per reception. It's just like, how is it even possible to con- yeah. to average that? Like, they're one of them. He was like 30 yards wide open. It's just, yeah, like you said, this is a team that came unprepared, and it's a reflection of the coach. It's been a reflection yeah. of the coach. The only thing he didn't do was have a chance to screw up the game with with bad coaching because he was already out coached in the first quarter. Yeah, he was already so, taking uh, a beating by that point. He, I mean, yeah, couldn't blow a timeout because it was already over. And but I think you got to give your credit though to Green Bay. I thought they were excellent. I thought, yeah, like you said, Aaron Rodgers looked great. Matt Lafleur is in his bag, and now like, yeah. going into San Francisco, you again, you're the hot team. This is what we saw with like Eli Manning back in the day. This is Joe Burrow yeah. in Cincinnati a couple years ago. You're the hot team, and you're a San Fran team who's rested a couple weeks. Brock Purdy coming off a few shaky finale, especially in that Baltimore game. And again, still not proven in the playoffs. At least Jordan Love has now proved it in the playoffs by going on the road and beating the number two team. He's just made himself a lot of money and a lot of Packers fans very happy. I was with them on the weekend and they were very happy. Yeah, I mean, look, um, it, it was it was a good one for them. And I think Dallas, obviously, it's nice when you just see Dallas flummoxed and they're just sitting there going, what the hell just happened to us? Um, so that was good. I mean, I think it's going to be a different thing because San Francisco is going to take them seriously. And, and San Francisco does have their number in the playoffs. So I'm not actually really concerned about that. As you said, they are a bit of they are a bit of a hot team right now. So that that is something. But you know, let's not forget they got dumped and dummied by quite a few crappy teams this year. So but it was a good win. And for the Cowboys for the Cowboys, there's so many questions that you have now, like of where you're spending the money. What have we done? What are we going to do for next season? Because you can't go into next season the way you played into this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, again, you have next year, we have Dax on his last year, I think, of his contract. Mm-hmm. I think he only has one more. I'm, I I looked it up. I'm pretty sure he has one more. McCarthy has one more. And you can see it just being like, this is your last chance. I think Dax yeah. played terribly. And yeah. I think he cost himself a contract extension this offseason. I think if you're Dallas, you don't give it to him now. You just like, no, yeah. we'll see how it goes. You'd be a test-free agency then. Because I again they they maybe this is like the plan Jerry Jones had they they traded for uh, Trey Lance mm-hmm. to just sit but maybe they're gonna try and do the Jordan Love they just watched Jordan Love a guy who just sat yeah became really good now you got they traded for maybe Trey Lance and they're watching kind of seeing what what you need in this big strong arm like that and and maybe this is their plan they'll give McCarthy and Dak one more year if they go out blow out which they will let's be honest I don't mm-hmm. see Dallas doing anything really changing um again get a running back other than pollard again and who do you pay you got cd land you got michael parsons you got dak you got it's a mess and and it's a mess of jerry jones is making to be honest with you and it's hilarious at the same time it is uh, just america's (laughs) team just acting like america all messed up and nobody knows how to fix it bring an old man in that'll do it um, the old, old, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's what they need is an eighty-five-year-old coach. Let's get Lou Holtz. Uh, yeah, bring him in. Dead. <laughs> uh, dead. Bring him in. Exactly. Bring know. in the eighty-year-olds. Um, speaking of old men, it was old men. Uh, old man Flacco uh, came oh. down to Texans, and wow, what a beating the Texans put on him! Two pick sixes against Flacco, but it was C.J. Stroud. Uh, man, this guy is looking <clears throat> like a veteran in his first season. We talk about quarterbacks that have impressed. To me, this is a guy that's impressed the most this year. Um, mm-hmm. And Nico Collins, you know, he had Tank Dell. He's able to spread this ball around. 45-14, Cleveland just gets dummied. Yeah, and it's it, it just 
the, the biggest surprise to me, I guess, was Cleveland's defense. All year, yeah. all year, we heard it. this is the, the, an elite defense. My what, Jim Schwartz. And every time on the road, they would give up 30. It just seemed like every time they gave up 30 to bad teams a few times. I think mm-hmm. they gave up almost 40 to the Colts with Gardner Minshew in the year. And it just, I just don't understand how they couldn't get any pressure on him. Miles Garrett was invisible. Yeah. Uh, this is, and then Joe Flacco did. What you kind of wonder, he turned into Jets Joe Flacco, yeah, is what he did. And uh, he threw two back to back terrible pick sixes. Um, and that was it, that was over. The game was kind of close, it was like it started off excellent, yeah. you know, it was just they were just yeah, trained back and forth, yeah. And you're, it was, we were, I remember we were out watching it, just be like, oh, it's great, football playoffs back. And then by the end of the third quarter, people were going, go. Oh. and yeah. you're like, oh, well, yeah, that was that was a fun half of football, I will say, yeah, no, but they, it they, just. Save Joe, like, I mean, the only one who probably is happy about this is Deshaun Watson because it kind of saved his job the way mm-hmm. Flacco looked. Because I don't think, even though how Flacco looked, there's no way you're bringing him back. I think Flacco's going right back to that sofa oh, that yeah. he loved. And maybe he'll just come in, like, every year. He'll just come in off the, like, uh, coming off the bench, like, sting yeah. from the rafters. And he's just going to come in and just put, set, put, himself, put himself through a table instead. Uh, yeah, but I mean, look, it's CJ Stroud. Uh, when you're talking, he had 157.2 rating, 274 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, wow, it was incinerated. Yeah. You, you know, you, you have a guy who comes back from a concussion and you're thinking, ah, this guy's not going to do so well. He's he's just looking fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best rookie quarterback seasons I think I've ever seen. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. I think the ones that kind of remind me, I remember Roethlisberger went to the AFC Championship, I think, in his rookie year, and they went like yeah. 15 and 1. With oh, him. yeah. He was, he was great unbelievable. He, first, yeah. he wasn't like putting up the numbers as Stroud did because it was a different game back then. Yeah. But he was still putting up really solid and just playing like this incredible rookie. And, and you know, he had RG3, had that really good one as well. Yeah. But, to me, this one's the most impressive because he just looks like a veteran out there. Yeah. He's just slinging it. Guys, the touch he puts, the arm strength, he's just dropping dimes all over the field. And, you know, you got Singletary who's showing up playing well. And D'Amico Ryan's just, again, coach of the year. This guy yeah. has, for all the higher offensive coordinators, I guess the real question is that I think the offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick on Houston, has been so good that you might lose him this yeah. offseason. And, we don't know what that'll do to someone like Shrek. Because again, that's the thing we've seen in teams after teams is once you lose your offensive coordinator, then what? Yeah. Because look at Philly. Look at Philly. Yeah. When they lost their offensive coordinator, who's went uh they they were absolutely lost. Uh, so yeah. Great great first half of football. And I think again, if you're Baltimore, this is this is not a cakewalk. Like this well, is, yeah, it's not it's not I, the same week can, one. Exactly. You can see Houston coming in. Playing well, and, and again, they're the hot team, so it's going to be a fun game. I can't wait for it. It will be. I mean, in that week one game, I mean, Stroud was sacked five times, um, and so that was his first game, you know? Like, that's the last yeah, time it was like a 26-9 exactly. to nine beating. So, you know, obviously they'll be looking at that and looking at ways to come back to it. Uh, it was no comeback for the Miami Dolphins as they were frozen out by a Chiefs team, meh, meh, 26-7 yeah. in this one. Um you know, Tua didn't look that great. Patrick Mahomes looked okay, uh, but it was cold. Um, apparently, 15 people were hospitalized for uh, exposure. Yeah, I heard about that. Frost Morons. Yeah, take my shirt off. It's minus 15. Uh, we're Canadian. We know that's a Yeah, there was that video of where they were keeping the 
the water in the fridge to keep it warm. Yeah. The moment you took it out, it just instantly froze. Well, you'd see nuts. people's beers too, like all their beers. You'd open up a beer and it's just frozen and it's spilling out. And it's like, why would you want to do that? Drink hard alcohol, it doesn't freeze. Um, yeah, smoke but weed. take an edible, take an edible. Exactly. What did Go freeze was Miami and you know, 11 and 6 record. They did not look good in this one. Um, you know, they, they got seven points in the second quarter, and that was it. They didn't, didn't, didn't get the ball around at all. That was it. Seven points, second quarter. There you go. Well, the, the thing is, this game showed just why, as good as to his regular season is, this just shows why he's so limited. Because I don't know what the game plan was for Miami. It just felt like they didn't have any confidence that Tua could even throw it remotely past 10 yards, it felt like. It just, uh-huh. these dump-offs to the running backs where Tua was throwing it backwards. It just felt they had absolutely not an ounce of confidence that this guy could, where on the other side, you have Mahomes just playing a normal Mahomes game. Like, the weather didn't make any difference. He was yeah. chucking it down the field, moving it up and down. They looked a lot better. So that just shows when the elements change, do you, and you don't have to change your offense, that's when you know you have a quarterback. And I think yeah. if I hope Miami sticks with Tua as a Bills fan because he'll have the big numbers. He'll beat up the crappy teams. But this is, again, and and this kind of falls on Mike McDaniel. I, I don't know what his game plan was. For mm-hmm. someone who's known to be a genius, and listen, he is a really good coach, and I, I, don't, I don't know what his plan was for this game. It just felt like this team was defeated, and the injuries, and they were just wanted to go home. They were playing like they wanted to go home. Like, let's just dump it off, end the game, let's just end it. Because, yeah, no, they, they, and yeah. if I'm a Miami fan, like, I would have been disgusted with that effort. Like, I was disgusted with how, I thought Miami would actually kind of keep it close, but they even, and if it wasn't for that ridiculously underthrown touchdown pass to Tyreek, they, they probably deserved to be shut out, to be honest yeah. with you. That's how bad Miami was. They were there awful. There was no plan, as you say, and um, it looked like they were ready for Cancun as soon as they got there. It was like, looked at the weather. Yeah, let's uh, let's come back next year. Um, look, I, Rashi Rice, obviously, and, and him and Patrick Mahomes finally having that good connection. You know, he's their only sort of scoring guy who's not dropping balls. But uh, it's still not definitive. Like, it's still one of those things. You're sort of like, uh, you could have beat them by more because it, it looked like Miami was just limp. It looked like they weren't doing anything. Um you know, obviously, Kansas City's not as demonstrative as they used to be. They're not, they don't invoke fear. Uh, no, they were bad well. in the red zone. They just constantly just settled for field goal after field goal after field yeah. goal. And again, that's going to be tough next week or this week coming up to do that. You got to get your points. So Miami's yeah. D, and that's the thing, Miami's D gave them a really good game, I thought, yeah. comp- considering like considering what they were dealing with and how many injuries they had. And they kept them in it, and that's the effort you put up. Like, it was it was disgraceful. It was uh, it was disgraceful, but, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting for, obviously, Kansas City being uh, as, uh, on the road going into Buffalo. But, it's supposed to be another snowy day. But, but uh, to Miami's defense, they they were absolutely decimated with injuries. But yeah, no, still, we knew that. But still, you, you got to everyone's adapt hurt. and evolve, right? Yeah. Um, adapting and evolving. It was a battle of Matt Stafford and Jared Goff uh, into Detroit as the red hot LA Rams had everyone talking that they were going to be for an upset. But uh, you're not going to upset. You're not going to upset Jared Goff at his own home. Uh, tight one in this one, twenty four to twenty three. Um, as uh, you know. A big one for for Detroit as they are able to get the win out of this one, one point victory. Um, pretty exciting game, but um, you know, it just the Rams just couldn't put it together in the end. 
Um, fourth quarter was limping. They're the only one getting three points. You know, they were torching each other uh, for a while, but in the end, it was uh, it was Jared Goff gets the win. Um, yeah, it was it was Sean McVay who blew this game. Like, totally yeah. blew this game. Like, he had it at the end of the first half. He had, like, a minute and two timeouts and just, like, knelt. Which yeah. is just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? is the plan. And then at the end of the, at the end of the game, to just punt it away on fourth down and then never get the ball back and lose. It's just yeah. like, I don't, I don't know what to say, but you're, you're kind of playing this season with house money. Everyone thought you were going to be shit. Yeah. No one thought you were going to be good. Why are you punting in that situation? Just go for it. Like yeah, show you the chance. better team. You got Matt Stafford, who was slinging it all over the field. He had him having one of his best seasons. Did Puka Nakua, who was just lighting up the world out there. He was playing like an incredible game, and and he just gave up, and then he never got the ball back, and he lost. And you're like, and for this is like, Trumpet Bay's done this a lot for someone yeah. who's innovative and offensive. The guy, man, is so conservative when it comes to it. It's just like. Uh, if I'm a Rams fan, I'm like, you had them. You could have gone up. You only needed three. You could have gone down and get that field goal. And you ended up losing anyway. So it's just, even if, I don't know. I just felt like he took it out of the hands of the guy who won you a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. To trust your super young defense is, isn't really that great. Like, it's yeah. good. But why would you put it in your defense's hands instead of a potential Hall of Famer Super Bowl champion? I just don't. I don't get what Sean McVay was doing. Uh, but good on Detroit. I noticed that Dan Campbell's um, post-game speeches, he sounds a lot like the Macho Man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever actually, actually ever listened, but when you do and you go back, it's uncanny. He, yeah. I think he's channeling his inner Macho Man, and it's great. And good for Detroit, man. Like, yeah. To maybe be able to have that home win in front of that crowd and to be able to now get to host another game against Tampa. Oh, yeah. You couldn't ask for a better, better result. And Eminem is happy, which I think in Eminem 20 years, we haven't seen a happy Eminem, which is nice. Eminem was always a very angry young man, and now he's a 50-year-old uh, who's happy. So angry. it's angry it's man. always nice. Uh, but good on it. And as you say, you know, Detroit, luckily for them, uh, you know, the stars have sort of aligned in terms of, you know, how they can get to the, the road to the, the Super Bowl. But we'll find yeah. out this weekend. It was uh, an easy win for Buffalo, 31-17 to in this one. It was 21 to seven at the half, and then they both scored 10 points, but not much going on. Uh, Knox and Kincaid, uh, Josh Allen was fighting these guys all over. He was also running it on his own 52 yard scramble as well. Uh, hell of a run. Uh, Buffalo just looking like the hot hand, uh, heading into these AFC playoffs. And and Pittsburgh, it was demonstrated why, uh, why they didn't deserve to be in those playoffs as Buffalo slapped them around in this one. Um, you know, they hung around for a bit, but that was kind of Buffalo letting them hang around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this game was just, to me, it was just, this is just playoff Josh Allen. This is why you have him. Let him do his thing. Like, he took over that game with that run. That run was incredible. It was to amazing. able to do that and just being, just showing, like, if you're a defensive tackle, it's like 195 pounds. Yeah. And you see Josh Allen just full steam trucking at you. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're gonna destroy your body, just trying to even stop it. So, um, and I think this is what he has to do, and he knows it. And the thing, what's good about what Buffalo's doing is, where in the past it was just so Stefan Diggs reliant. Yeah, like it just felt like it was all that had to be Diggs or no one. And this year, you know, Kincaid's really stepping up. James Cook looks good. Dawson Knox is back. He, uh, and you know, and then Diggs had a couple of big catches. So Finally, again, yeah. this is this is just like a much 
deeper Buffalo offense. So they're able to do a lot more, which is good. The only worry is now, all, again, all the injuries they kept sustaining where, you know, yeah, your linebacker rules. Uh, it's, you're down we're, like you're... we're down to one of our linebackers was just about to go to Florida on vacation this week and got called to play and played great. Yeah. Came in, AJ Klein. So hopefully they can get a few back. Like Brazil Douglas hopefully should be back. So Gabe Davis maybe, don't really know. But Khalil Shakir having one of the nice touchdowns. He's been a real bright spot for the Bills coming in yeah. as that slot receiver and just going like really dynamic. So again, this is a fun, fun Bills offense, but they got a big test this week. Um, as for Pittsburgh, it was, you know, like your Mason Rudolph offense yeah. coming in. Like what is it, the, you were in it for a bit, you know, Buffalo let him kind of walk throw it across the middle because of all the linebacker injuries. He was able yeah. to really do some damage, but Again, without TJ Watt, who could have actually made a difference and made this a little bit oh, closer, yeah. um, I think he would have actually probably would have covered the spread if TJ Watt was there. But um, again, Pittsburgh, no one knew, no one wanted them through. Everyone wants to see Kansas City Buffalo. So that's what we get. Yeah. Uh, and good enough. And Pittsburgh, uh, back to the drawing board. You're still going to need a quarterback. Uh, the well, drawing... What do you do with Kenny Pickett is the real question, right? Yeah. Like, does, do you give him another year, another shot? Yeah, because it's not like the quarterbacks hanging on. You know, they don't have like they're gonna have like the twentieth pick, so it's yeah. not like there's gonna be an amazing one. No, Politics. no, it'll be tough. It'll be tough for them. But uh, there's a lot of things to rebuild, and uh, Tomlin uh, continues his winning ways. How about Baker Mayfield? And how about the Eagles just flopping away? Uh, Baker was lighting it up. The Eagles' defense had no answers for it. It was sixteen to nine at the half, and the Eagles couldn't score anything at all. Uh, the Bucks pour on another 16 points in the second half, make it 32 to nine. Uh, this game was over. This game was just over when it happened. Um, man, and the, the Eagles, you know, went from having a, a you know a very big, strong team to just being limp uh, as they go out, and and the Bucks move on to the next round of the playoffs. Yeah, it was one of the worst collapses we've seen. Ever, to be yeah. honest with you, it was—I don't even know what happened. Like, it, it felt like they didn't beat Buffalo in uh, that overtime game. They would have lost like every game since going ten and one. Yeah, it would have been like, and they—it was—I don't know what's going on. Nick Sirianni is completely again. You lose your offensive coordinator, you lose your defensive coordinator in the same year. You know, maybe I think the people don't remember how difficult yeah. it is when you lose both at the same time. And but I just don't get it. Like, it just feels like. Jalen, there's a Jalen Hurts problem there because he's constantly, his teammates are constantly yelling at him. Like, yeah. There's like Dallas Goddard's giving him shit because I think he just has this like demeanor, like he doesn't give a damn. Yeah. And I think it rubs, it feels that way. It rubs people the wrong way. I think it's just the way he is. He's like mm-hmm. that ice cold demeanor. But like, you know, AJ Brown was screaming at him this year and, and it just doesn't feel, and he's had a, he had a bad year, year compared to last year. Compared, yeah. And now they, is now going to start getting the big money he's going to kick in in his contract and you need better from him. You know, he was a bit injured. So I think you just give Philly the benefit of the doubt, but you know, they could be losing Jason Kelsey. who could be retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like losing like literally one of the best centers ever. Um, so that's going to hurt, especially with the tush push, that's really going to affect it. And that didn't even work. Like no. <laughs> when the tush push fails, you know, but I think Baker's just give him credit. Dude's been balling, playoff victory. The guy's got two playoff victories, and no one gives him a chance. And I think yeah. he's 
earn earn the right to kind of keep that job next year. And um, if you're Baker's got that underdog feeling, so you kind of cheer for him when that now, like I yeah. kind of feel like there was that arrogance he had in Cleveland, which kind of yeah. rubbed people the wrong way. He needed to get knocked down a peg and come back. And now he's kind of, he's kind of fun again. So um, he's been humbled. I just, yeah. But again, I think it's going to be a tough game against Detroit. But, you know, they've shown they can kind of stay in games. We don't know what Baker we're going to see. That's the only problem. Yeah, no, that's it. And, you know, the other thing is just their ability to light up the middle of the field, which they have been. Uh, you know, Baker was finding uh, Moore, who has been amazing, a big guy who is a lot of speed. Um, and Evans was hardly even used that game. But you sort of look at it and go, man, you're uh, there's a lot of opportunities that they have here. And as you said, nothing to lose which will be nice uh, to watch them play. The games will be on this weekend, folks. Obviously, Ryan and I will be doing our predictions on the games uh, in another podcast. There's one game on two games on Saturday, one at 9.30, one at 1.15, and, of course, Sunday at 8 and 11.30 p.m. Um, we will do all the predictions in our next podcast. little teaser, little clickbait for you, folks. This was just our wildcard crit. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll be back with the next podcast, our preview, this weekend.